I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. This is episode six, yes. and today, oh, I just touched the microphone. Um, today you are here with me, Hannah Norris, and Carl Donnelly, my husband and uh, professional father of your child to be to be father isn't of here your, yet. And I'm still, but you still are. There. Still partly responsible for yeah. this uh, predicament. You and the NHS. Yes, true, yeah. Who also were a big help. They were a massive with help. The IVF that we did to get to this point. Um but yes, uh I am pregnant. I can almost I can almost say that without feeling weird about it. Yes. Um and this is a podcast about pregnancy. Uh where I am currently at week eleven. Yes. Um this week it's just me and Carl here today. Um which is, is quite interesting, actually, because we've been we've got a list of guests and people that we um, are looking to talk to throughout the season. But while we were talking the other day, we realised that we actually know lots of people who do not have children. Yeah, once I, I thought, you know, I, I said we were of an age where I think I presu- I just assume everyone's got kids. Yeah, and then actually, I think because we work in an industry and industries where it attracts people that don't like. Um, growing up I suppose yeah and being sort of what would be often recalled uh, called tied down I think a lot of people we know of our age actually have sort of decided not to have kids but I guess as well in terms of like lifestyle with comedy and in the acting world lots of touring and things like that where it is you know you're out of town quite a lot and and being careerists as well I guess yeah that it's a different it's a different mindset and framework and probably because we are older like I'm 40 nearly next week next week (laughs) and Carl's 37 38 next month um you know that people who are our age we associate with might not might not be going into the um having children vibe um but we still have loads of good we've got loads of um friends who do yeah and like we're going to be chatting to them yes but for this week, it's just me and Carl. And also, because I think last couple, when we've been chatting to other people, uh, it's not, it's amazing hearing other people's pregnancy stories. That's why you wanted to do this. Yes. But also, I think um, it's good for you to share your experiences. Mm. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that that's part of it. Well, I mean, it's all of it, really, <laughs> for yeah. me and for us. Of course. So, yeah, we're at week 11, um, which is means we're coming to the very end of the first trimester yes which is exciting because that's when the second trimester is supposed to be the best one and it's also when you can start properly telling people yeah so obviously this we've been recording this but not releasing them yeah but by the time people are listening to this obviously they will will know (laughs) it will be public knowledge well also they won't um I imagine they would have picked up on that, but in the, in the first five episodes that you are pregnant yeah (laughs) it's been very much key to the yeah the podcast but genu- generally, we won't. This won't be the way that we're telling our friends and people we know by just oh, making really? them listen to the podcast. I was just going to send them a, an episode. <laughs> I mean, we could do send it to my parents. Yeah, and, even though they don't know what a podcast is. Well, we did tell them. But I think we did. We did tell yeah. them. Um, so with with the end of the first trimester, uh, it's supposed to start feeling better, which has definitely been happening for me. I've been feeling much less sick. Yeah, um, as a, an observer, I would I've noticed that. Yeah, and my appetite started coming back. Appetite, the food, you've certain foods you had to avoid. Yeah, and like just I think it's you know you you, weren't, you haven't been sick sick. No. You, you, had, you had a couple of days when you felt rough, but on the whole, it was a general level of just 
a sense of not feeling yourself. Yeah, just like a a constant nausea. Yeah, that's in the background. Yeah, I, f- I feel. Well, ho- I mean, who knows what's coming up? But I feel like I've swerved proper mornings. Definitely swerved proper morning sickness. Um, you know, no, I haven't thrown up once. No. And I imagine that would, you know, is not the best way to spend a couple of months. Absolutely. So I feel very grateful for that. But but even that, like, I can really feel that difference of that kind of background nausea, not just hanging around at the moment. Tiredness, definitely. You don't seem as tired as mm. you did for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's changed as well. That I feel towards the end of the day that I still, that I have energy yeah. rather than just going, oh, that's the that's the end oh that's yesterday end. I, I was so tired <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's swapped now i had big bags under my eyes it was weird after sleeping for 10 and a half hours i know I, I had such a big bag under one eye that i thought you might have hit me in my sleep or not you didn't think you might have hit yourself just no i didn't mainly blame you for it <laughs> <laughs> but it was just um, a tired it was just massive eye bags. swelling yeah. <laughs> only on one eye though yeah but that's because yet i I kind of noticed it because I had said to you, I think that's going to happen to me. I think I'm going to get those big black bags under my eyes once I have a a child. Sympathy bags I had. (laughs) That's the thing I'm doing. doing, Currently I'm doing sympathy bags. Uh, That's like a drag queen name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, I'm I'm definitely eating for two. Yeah. (laughs) Even though I'm not pregnant. Which which I'm, you know, I'm giving you... um, Letting go, just saying it's winter and it's hibernating yeah, time. But I just I don't know what's happened to me. I've got it's almost like your lack of appetite the last month. I've just gone. I'll I'll pick that up. Don't yeah. worry. So that will need to end. Yeah, but not yet. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. With my, my appetite back, I ate kale for the first time on Sunday. Yeah. Which was exciting because <laughs> I love I love kale, but I have absolutely despised it. For yeah, this I mean. Past all greens Too you're much. a real green yeah. food eater yeah things like you know everything i've tried to like offer and make things and it's just not happening no, at no, all thank you but I've you had some sprouts as well yeah yeah i did but in the morning i kind of wake up in the mornings and i start to um go through in my head what i think i could pa- perhaps eat that day yeah and so with the kale and beans and things like that i'd wake up a couple of times and go maybe i could eat beans and the thought of them didn't make me feel sick so that yeah. was like the first step but I still couldn't commit to actually doing yeah. it for a little while but then I've got to the point where I can actually do it and I am eating it yes and we also just before so it's my birthday next week um Carl just kind of brought up that some of the plans or little ideas you're having for my birthday but you didn't want to book anything in case it was something that I was like don't want to eat that Can't totally, have yeah that. cool like there was um I was looking at it's quite a swanky restaurant that has a really nice vegan tasting menu, mm. uh, and some of the th- courses are quite, you know, they'd be quite crazy and faux gras. Yeah, like a like sort of mushroom based pate type thing, and you know, I mean, that sort of thing I would like, and I think you would rest of the time maybe. Yeah. But I thought, I thought um, this is a risk me just booking something that yeah. you actually it ends up making you feel unwell. And I did read the menu and went, no, I don't. Exactly. Think so. so what I decided, I decided to be the grown up and just say, look, I'm, I've got a few ideas, but I'm actually going to run them past you to pick one. Yeah. And you've picked an afternoon tea. Yes, because I'm forty and <laughs> yeah. I would do old things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would I have done? I, mean, I got, I was drunk on my birthday last year. Remember. Where did we go? What happened? I had, I had that afternoon tea that I went to with work. Yeah. And then um, then went to the pub in Soho, but I didn't have any dinner. I was supposed to meet you for dinner and I, and I, was, I left you waiting at the pub oh, at the Coach and Horses. Was. Oh, yes. I was I at Claridge's that, and then yeah. I was like, I don't want to eat anything. Oh, I'm just having so a <laughs> Oh, God. So that won't be the way this year. I'm going to get so drunk. I'm going to get sympathy drunk. Yeah, you're allowed to. (laughs) Um, Another thing I've noticed in this week is that I've started getting really hot. We've got it. It's the first week of December, so we've gone into winter. Yes. But my body temperature, I think, has changed. Right. Like, I had been using the electric blanket all the time, but now I'm like, nope, don't want to put that on. Gone out like, I was completely rugging up with scarf, hat, gloves, big jacket, and now... Maybe, like I'm wearing the jacket, but all those accessories yeah, yeah. are in the bin. Yes. We've had to discuss changing sides of bed. Yes, that's the, that I can't the, wait for that. I know, because of your um, every two hour toilet breaks. Yeah, yeah. 
It started off just being once in the night to get up to do a wee. Usually I'd just sleep through the night and didn't have to get up at all. But since there's internal pressure being put on my bladder, um, that that's changed. And Carl was away and so I slept on his side of the bed, which is nearer the door, and I couldn't believe how quick it was to get up and go to the toilet. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I only had to do like two steps yeah. rather than walking around the whole bed. Yeah. <laughs> so we are, that is, it's been moved. I offered, I said, why don't we swap? Yeah, and it's it's in the process now. Yeah, but we haven't done it yet. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure I'll get used to that side of the bed. Mm. It's going to be weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, but that's but you don't you'll you'll just you don't need to get up to go to the toilet. If anything, no. it does mean you're now next to the alarm clock, which will. No, we'll put that back on your side. Oh no! <laughs> but um, also, it means I have to fight off the intruders. Yes, so next to the door. True. But I can do that. I'm pretty tough. We'll buy you some weaponry. Um, yes, please. Um, oh, another thing. So because because we did do IVF, we are, we so we are still doing IVF, although we were discharged from the clinic. When we got discharged, I um, still had to be on progesterone, which um, has been these pessaries. Now, I sort of talked about it a tiny bit last week with Bryony, but Frank was getting chatty at that point and it's oh, I'm really sick I'm sick of them they're totally fine yeah but I'm sick of them so I wanted to explain it a bit more even though it's, yeah, it's I, a bit gross when you've said the word pessaries to other people friends of ours yeah and they under they knew what they were yeah so, and I'd, I'd literally never heard that word before until you were given them to use yeah I think it just meant like it's a it's a tablet that like dissolves internally that you usually put up your bum or up your uh, vagina i thought that was for suppositories i know yeah so that must be up the bum. bum so and pe- pessaries are up the fanny okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i might look it up in the dictionary and find a proper definition but yeah they got they got up the vagina and so at the moment or actually for the whole time i've been on them i have to do two at night when i go to bed yes. and then i have to take two in the morning um but still have to be lying down for half an hour to an hour to make sure that they absorb a bit after you take them um, rather than just like falling out. So what it is, there's like an applicator that's sort of about the, it's like a biro. Well, yeah, it looks a bit like one of them sort of posh lady cigarette holders. Yeah, it's like, white. But, but, yeah. but if, you, if posh ladies yeah. put, put up their fannies yeah. instead of <laughs> they shoved smoking them up weird their, cigarettes. The jadge. <laughs> yeah, vagina. Vagina. Um, and then you pop the pessary in the end and then you insert the biro-like applicator into your vagina and you just pop them up there. And there's an audible click. Yeah. Which I can hear. Mm. <laughs> which I got used to very quickly. Again. Yeah, again, at the start, it was like, because we, we're not very, like, we don't go to the toilet in front of each other. No. Um, or on each other. Or on, <laughs> in each other, on each other. There's, there's no, <laughs> um, so, no, we're not. We but, don't pass wind around each no. other, which I talked about at length on stage. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're quite sort of... Um, it's kind of like, yeah, keeping those, I mean, I imagine that, the giving birth process might change a lot of that stuff. There's going to be a whole... It might do. But I also I, I think... I think I'm going to poo myself. I've just got such... Uh, I think there's going to be shit. <laughs> oh, I don't want it to. I've got such a vision about it. Oh, God. Maybe I'm, I'm manifesting it. I'm manifesting a big poo. Um, um, but yeah, so the pessaries was almost like I would rather... It's like put. It feels like putting a tampon in in front of you, which yeah. I would. But you don't do it right do. in front of you. You've got no. It's you under know, the covers. Bed, you're, you, the covers are over. It. All, basically, all I see is you go quite still, <laughs> and then there's this slight pause, and I just hear. Yeah. <laughs> and it's done. And it's been like, again, this is information, but um, sort of getting used to how far up it can go. Yeah. Like definitely early on, I was like, this doesn't feel like it's all the way up, and I reckon I was only inserting it kind of half the way because. It feels quite skinny and like you could just yeah, like yeah, lose yeah. it up there. But I haven't lost any up there. No. Didn't one come out? Oh, yeah. One did fall out once. <laughs> um, but along with that, I mean, because the pessaries, this is, I mean, let's just talk about this. Well, this is what it's about. People the pessaries, they, I think they've got some sort of oil. I have a feeling they're not vegan, first of all. Oh, really? I think there's some kind of oil-based or maybe lanolin or something like that oh. to the... Um, the capsule so 
when I do a wee, there's like white flakes in it, like some bits of glue. Really? Yeah, as it comes out. Oh. And um, the discharge is like, it's like uh, thick white um, plastic. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a comedian, Eleanor Tiernan, she does an amazing routine that in just, just there's this bit about it, how there's just that stuff that falls out of our vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> all the time yeah. and women don't really talk about that it's, yeah. and it's true but this is like this is another level because it's it's not it's not actually from my body no but it's just like some stuff up yeah. there and then your body gets rid of what it doesn't need. yeah which i have to assume that it's taking the progesterone in because there seems to be a lot of shit that's coming out <laughs> um and you've only got about a week or two left on those haven't you? i think i've only got a few days oh excellent yeah because I, I i think i typed like i knew i had about 14 left and then last night i was halfway through this packet and i was like oh i've timed that wrong i think it finishes this this weekend yeah which is really very exciting it is exciting <laughs> no more no noises except i'll just start putting other stuff up there next oh, <laughs> stop putting things up your fanny um so there's like like in in terms of symptoms and things that's really the main things that are going on though, though with the less tired thing the, it was it's this week really that i've been feeling less tired but i have started doing some um work shifts back at the cafe down the road where i where i used to work and i still like i did that on sunday i worked 8 30 to 3 30 and then i just come home and i can't get up it's like it's yeah. this it is still the same amount of i have to lie down the same amount of time that i worked for yes which is feels pathetic no but you have your you're growing a child it's not but, pathetic. It also, but then i think about people who are working full-time like my my friend charlie who she worked throughout her whole pregnancy right up until she had a, i think she had a cesarean booked in but she worked until the day before her son was born the whole way through and she didn't really have any morning sickness like she's she found it a very easy pregnancy but still working those long hours in a kind of highest stress job like I just think about the people who are working full-time yeah. in proper jobs and I feel really lucky that I'm not doing that although I, oh, I suppose I just would have coped with it and it's it'd be fine because you just have to make well, it, it work yeah maybe a lot of people are just you know totally like gritting their teeth and getting through it yeah because that's what they have to do and I don't know if I said it last time but there's this been this feeling about the people that we've spoken to who've said who have that memory of going oh yeah I was so tired in the first trimester I'm like shit everyone feels yeah. the same amount of time <laughs> as this yeah definitely which is crazy and today also with work um I went along to a coffee tasting session because <laughs> we need to get a new coffee blend there. And Max, the boss, knew that I, I like coffee and I, I was into it. But I was like, oh, I haven't really been drinking it at the moment. But yeah, I'll come on. I'll, I can come and do some tasting for you. And I got high. You only, yeah, you only tasted, what, four four lots, was it? <laughs> four different coffees, but a couple of sips of each. I couldn't that's stop talking only, when I came home. Proper, that's not the only coffee you've had. I've had a couple of co cans of Coke in yeah. the whole time. But since... In three and a half months, I haven't had a coffee. No. And my hands are shaking. Yeah. And I, I talked probably nonstop for about half an hour once I got home. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I'm still a little bit buzzy. Yeah, it shows. That's really shows what coffee does to you, doesn't it? Yeah. I always love that because I, I love a detox anyway in life, um, in life compared to this bit, which is not life. Um, yeah, I love a detox. So those times when I go off caffeine yeah. for a month or something, and then when you have that first coffee and it's like, this this works. Yeah. Well, I told you the other night about, I was really tired on, uh, was it Saturday night? Mm. And I had, I had four gigs in London. Yeah. Um, After we'd been up at six yeah, to go and do at, some filming. Yeah. So it had a really long day. I had a late night the night before from gigs With as well. With four gigs. And I was really, really tired before going out to the shows. And you had some uh, in the cupboard, in our little sort of medical supplies cupboard, yeah. some Australian Sudafed, mm -hmm. which have what see should be an illegal amount of pseudoephedrine in them. Six, it's like sixty milligrams. Yeah, that's. But that's why when you buy when you buy them in Australia, you have to show your driver's license. Yeah, and you can only buy one box. Packet, yeah, any, like, and if like, your name will show up if you buy it yeah. too often. Basically, because bikey gangs are turning the wall into speed. Because it is speed. Yeah. yeah. So basically, and that's six. That's point. If you have, 
you know, it would only take, what, 10 tablets. Uh, it's more than half a gram of it's speed. It's more than half a gram of speed. <laughs> so basically, I, but I just thought, give me one, I took one. Yeah. And having not really been drinking or anything, I've been pretty healthy the last few months. Yeah. Um, it absolutely knocked me for sick. I was like, I got to the gig and I was all rushy and weird. I had to have a beer to calm down. <laughs> and so. I just stayed at home and crushed up five of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Don't make our baby a speed addict before no. he's born. No, just be a kiwi addict. But I've kind of like, we've still got a lot in the house, but I'm not as mad on kiwi fruit as I was before. No, I know, because I bought some more for you yesterday yeah. and you've not even touched them. I know, because I'm still finishing the older ones. Okay. Because I don't like waste. Um, so that's that's kind of what's going on in those departments about my body and me. Um, I was just thinking some of the other things that we've been doing over the last week and over the past few weeks. Um, Carl loves ordering books <laughs> <laughs> about pregnancy. And no, I mean, I've currently got two on the go, which is uh, They Fuck You Up by Oliver James. Mm-hmm. It's not actually officially called that. It's got a- a- asterisks uh, across. Ast- asterisk, what do you call those? Yeah, asterisk. Is that an asterisk? Asterisk? Asterisk. Asterisk. Asterisk is the um, Gaulian yeah, cartoon character. Yeah, I've been saying that character. wrong for my whole life. Um, so they call, there's that by Oliver James. That's a book about um, yeah how parents... Affect. It's basically about that sort of nurture nature argument yeah and it's um, got very small oh my god font. it's got such a small font you know when you see a book and it's size and you open it and the font is so small that you get really sad about yeah. what you're about the journey you're how about long to you're going to be on. reading it for because it took me ages to read holly mcnish's uh nobody told me which is brilliant you know, yeah that's a that's, that's a really good book about um i think that's actually i think it's a really good book for men to read whose who partner is going through a pregnancy because it's a very personal account from yeah. uh, from Holly McNish, who's a great writer, poet, and it's yeah, she it's a really good, uh, interesting story essentially of getting pregnant to the baby turning three. Yeah, I started reading it the other morning. I woke sometimes I wake up really early in the morning for and can't go back to sleep, so I woke up at six the other morning and after lying there for kind of forty five minutes, I went, oh, I'll have a look and start reading that book, kind of the early bits yeah. about the pregnancy, and. Um, yeah, I really liked it. And she describes it. She's like, these are things that I wrote down, yeah. you know, while the baby was napping or so they're not perfect poems. It's kind of diaries. Yeah. And I've always written my diaries in poetry since I was a teenager. But I did, I, I found it interesting because um, she's 26 when she got pregnant and in her relationship, things are uncertain and kind of the, just automatically the difference in that kind of pregnancy compared to you yeah. and me who who were actively, you know, yeah. ch- chose this um, and have a very stable relationship. And of old. And of... Duh. duh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, older. Um, and also then kind of as she's going on, uh, the parts of her that are, st- are st- kind of questioning how much she wants it or the things that when she feels bad about going, is this what I want? And, and that's that feels... I, I, I'm not having any of those feelings, no. but I'm sure a lot of people yes. do. I think, yeah, that's what I, I suppose it's that thing of it's a very personal yeah. account. It's not this is what pregnancy is like. Yeah. It's what hers was like. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just, I, it's a, I really loved it. I thought it was very interesting, but it's lo, it's a long old diary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I really like the vibe of it as it's well. It's great. Yeah. yeah. But um, so having just finished that, I'm now, you know, beginning this odyssey of... Uh, they fuck you up and I've also got it going on in the background as well I'm reading a book called Pregnancy for Men which is the one that Felicity Ward recommended yeah which is much more you know about the what's going on in your body and it's it's also written I'm not massively convinced by the way it's written Mm -hmm. it's a bit too hey let's be funny and uh, like appeal to the guys and it's I'm just like mate just give me the info yeah and get on with it um I also so it took me a couple of weeks, but I finished reading that Philippa Perry book. What's it called? Uh, I think uh, the book you your parent you wish your parents would have read. Oh yeah, um, I, which I wasn't definitely wasn't mad on. No, I don't. Well, I, I really enjoyed reading it, but I I also have I'm not a hundred percent on the same page as Philippa Perry about parenting. Yeah, styles. I think there's I think there is I was just thinking about it this morning that there is some of that kind of the modern psychology of parenting that that 
that creates those kids who think they're special and who think they yeah. um, are the one, like the world revolves around them a bit. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there is some, there's some really interesting stuff. I found sort of the most interesting things is about just trying to see things from their perspective. So in, yes. in the ways of like, if a kid's having a tantrum or if, um, yeah, mainly if kids are having tantrums or acting up against you, trying to work out why that might be and yeah. what they're what they're reacting to and giving them but then all, like a lot because she's a psychiatrist psychologist yeah a lot of that language in ways that you just wouldn't speak being like i feel like we should really sit yeah. down and talk about this <laughs> to like, a three-year-old <laughs> yeah exactly i just felt like it's it's a bit too much of an idealized uh breakdown of how you should talk to kids yeah i still think you know there is um I don't know. I like. I think there is a middle ground between yeah. what she's saying and the, the French kids. Yeah, and the <laughs> French people who just basically just let their kids like just become adults as soon as possible. Yeah, you know. I I, I think it's, it doesn't have to be the two, one of the extremes. Yeah, but also in that book, with along with it feeling quite long, sort of towards the end, I was, it was about teenagers, font. and I was like, "Fucking hell! I'm not re- <laughs> like." It's going to be 20, 2035. Yeah. That is that is the future before I have to talk to teenagers. Yes. But I'm glad I read it. And there will be things. I'm, there are some. There were definitely some other things that I thought were really useful that I've completely forgotten now. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I knew the first time I read the French Children Don't Throw Food book, the first book I read, that I, want to, I knew that I wanted to read it again later yeah. on in the pregnancy to give myself some reminders. Yeah. Um, but... The thing you do with marking the sections is a really good idea. Yeah, I do. I use these little <laughs> stickers for any time there's a thing that I know I, that is something I should mentally know, but I know I'm going to forget it. Put a little sticker in it. It sticks out the side. You can find it really easy. But it's quite interesting because I read the, the Philippa Perry one after you'd, oh, you'd yeah. read it. So I could see the bits that you'd marked and be like, oh, he thinks that's important. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> but again, I can't remember any of what those things are. And uh, also... Um, in the past couple of weeks, I've also read Craig Revell Horwood's autobiography. <laughs> Which I think is, that is crucial reading during pregnancy. <laughs> it's called All Balls and Glitter. And um, my friend Susie, get, she's friends with Craig and she yes. gave it to me for my birthday last year um, from Craig, signed from Craig, saying, have a fabulous 40th birthday because she thought I was 40 last year. Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd read it now before I turned 40. That's nice. And I actually really loved it because he's from Australia. So there's lo- there's all these places where he toured when he was first starting his career that I've been to. Anyway, mm. completely unrelated to um, pregnancy. No. My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times. I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, we also have been watching some TV shows. The Letdown oh, yeah, that, we, I, the that letdown, I got you to watch. That's great. It's a very funny Australian sitcom about new parents. Yeah. And it is what, it's what I think. I know, obviously, I know why you like it. 
You love seeing sort of horrible people. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's just my act horrendously. It's my favourite Any sitcom comedy. where the people are pretty like gross at times, um, <laughs> then you that's your sort of thing. And that, it's really funny. I really like it. And um, what was the other one? It's one about the um, babies. Yeah, it's another BBC thing, like Here Comes the Baby yeah. or something like that. And it's just people who are about to either give birth or receive a surrogate child mm. that's due. And it's about their preparations and then the f- very early days of parenthood. Yeah, but some quite a lot of those family. I think there's six families. Yes. I think th- at least three of them have children already. One's and got four already. It looks so fucked. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and they're all so young. Yeah. Like, they're well, all like, like under under eight or something. The main tip I got from that one, the woman who has um, like the four, ch- five children or whatever, as soon as her baby was born, she put the little finger in its mouth. Her little finger. Yeah, yeah. which I got, like, I was like, I've never seen that before. What is that? And it's, um, so I looked it up because I thought that was really interesting. I've got, I never had a dummy when I was little. Really? And I, yeah. Why? My pa- I think I think my mum had some sort of prejudice, or my mum or my dad, like it's um like it's a dump, like kind of makes you a baby, or it's like an easy fix, or some some sort of prejudice towards it. You are a baby at that point. Yeah, makes you a dumb baby, <laughs> a dummy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so, and I don't remember know if I remember that from kind of being a bit older. So I've always in my head since I was a child been like anti dummy. Yeah. And seeing this, um, it's like when your child's born, like that's that sucking motion is really important to their development from like very from the very right. start. And so you don't have to feed them all the time. They just want they just want to chew on. Something. Yeah, they just want to suck on something, <laughs> okay. and you can just chuck your little finger in their mouth. Ah. So I'm going to do that. Okay, but you have to make sure your nails cut. Yes, but often clean. my my um, little fingers have long nails. Yeah. Which my mum, no, I'm not going to. What? <laughs> my mum um, would call that a Chinese nose picker. Why? I don't know. Oh, it's a different time. They were it's different also times. like a drug, a drug finger. Yeah. For my Sudafed. Oh, come on! <laughs> You're going to be a parent. Yeah. Um, now we, Carl sometimes does gigs for babies. Oh yes, yeah. You came to one. Yeah, it was really so. That's I don't, it's screaming. not. No, it's not for babies. Let's it's for just clarify. It's for, it's for parents of new children or children within. Uh, I think it's, they've got to be under eighteen months. Mm. So a lot of women uh, and the, you get the odd dad who have newborns and basically probably haven't been out of the house in a couple of months. It's a gig where they can go meet other parents and watch a comedy show where the comedy is actually for them. Not it's no it's not a parent group or and like and toddler group where all the any entertainment is all about the kids. It's something for the parents to go and actually watch something grown up for. for but bring just, but bring their babies. But they bring their babies, so it's like a safe place for babies to be, and the performers are aware that you know there's going to be crying babies around. But yeah. you just got to just perform to the parents. And, and there's this one that's screaming with laughter. Yes. Um, and it was at the Bedford in Ballam. I loved it so much. It's a pub, and so we walked in. Like first of all, there's just people with babies walking to the pub at one o'clock yeah. there's a whole like um buggy parking yeah. outside and then i like i've never been in a room with that many babies there's about 50 babies yeah there was about and 50 parents babies, yeah. which blew my mind a little bit and everyone had a drink and- yeah i love that was i mean yeah everyone just had some beers and were getting food and they kind of like they were in sort of there was like a streatham mother's group and a tooting group like yeah. a family group um but it was it was such a cool thing. Like, I just you know you you know that they're just going to go. Well, most of them probably go home afterwards, and who knows when the next outing might yeah. be. But yeah, it was it was. I loved it. I love it. I like doing them. Yeah, and I know some comics don't like doing them because mm. because you you just you do have to totally accept that. At any point, you know, one, it's a couple of the parents, their babies might start crying or they'll need to do something like change them or feed them and they just go off like... And I think a lot of comedians, that they they can't get over that normal feeling when an audience member just ignores you and gets up and goes, it's a bad thing. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it's not. It's They've got something more important at that moment. And I think some comics take that almost... They still have that slightly personal... Why aren't you listening to me? Feeling? Which is which definitely the comedian who was on before you yes. had, um, and but also she had that thing where um, she felt like she had to uh, 
like not talk about drugs and not talk about adult yeah. things because there were kids in the room but yeah. these kids they didn't have don't a clue. know shit exactly so yeah i think there's a, that was her first time she'd ever done one of yeah. them gigs and i think i've seen that enough times to where you know my first one i ever did with them i probably had that slight oh no this is so hard yeah but actually if you realize it is what it is and you just perform it to the parents and you realize that actually you're doing something for them this yeah is their, this is their first they don't want to hear out. about kids stuff necessarily Absolutely. they don't want they to want, tone down they, they want to remember yeah. when they did cocaine or yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know yeah they just want to be treated like grown-ups and yeah. not just parents yeah so yeah it's fun but also then i saw that you had started doing some comedy some material about ivf and i had yeah i've got some, material. some new stuff i had to run it past you hadn't i maybe okay I, I didn't realize that you'd I didn't really realize you'd started doing it oh yeah I've thought I just I think I, it was in the very very early yeah. stages but it's cool so yeah so lots of audiences have started seeing that already because you were doing it on the weekend as well I did something weekend yeah but there is um because you straight away kind of went so we, like you haven't said that we've been successful no, yet so minute, it's just talking about I'm IVF. still saying but we're doing IVF yeah that's the starting point of the routine because but, because it's important to what, to what the stuff's about. But yeah. I, don't, I also know, don't want to say yet that it has been successful. Yeah, because we haven't told everyone. Exactly. Um, but, but I also really love that because starting to talk about IVF on stage, that you threw it out to the room and said, has anyone, did anyone here do IVF? And I think in that no one, or did one, one person put their hand up? I think or, so. And then, but that, yeah, that, that mother, uh, oh, sorry, at the baby gig. Um, yes, I've mentioned I mean. it at like three of them now. And at one of them, about six parents put their hands up, different yeah. parents, and they all said they did it. And then I sort of asked, um, like, how, like, do you mind me asking when it was successful? And all but one of them, it was the first time. Yeah. And another one, the other one, it was second. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I, th- but I, I like that you're talking about it because it is one of those subjects that is still taboo. It's really. And some people don't want to talk about it definitely. or admit it. Like, I again, I said to Susie yesterday that you'd started talking about it. She's, she was like, why is he talking about it? That's private. Why is he talking about that? And I explained it to her, yeah. just going, we, we don't mind talking about it. We're happy to tell people about it. And it's to make it not taboo because it is, it is something that so many people try. Yeah. And learning people letting that people I know who've tried it or, you know, been successful or unsuccessful or, or various kind of levels of um, non-natural conception. Yeah. Um, that Yeah, I think it's a really good thing to talk about on stage. Well done, Carl Donald. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah Norris. <laughs> um, and so with telling people we still... But yeah, we're still kind of yet to make it fully public. I've still told more people than I should. <laughs> so have I. Who, yeah. who have you told? Who's the most recent um, people you've told? Who's the most recent people I told? I oh, think you told Sean. Oh, yeah, I've told. I've told. What did bit. he say? Didn't he? Um, yeah, comedian Sean Walsh. Uh, over lunch, I told him, and he said, "Oh, what does this mean now? We're not allowed to meet up for lunch anymore." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, yes, um, definitely. He was joking. He was very happy for us. Uh, at the weekend, I told. Um, but well, I, again, I'd come off stage having talked about IVF, mm. and a, um, a couple of the comedians asked me how it was going, and I just sort of Who, said, "Well, it's uh, Rob Deering and yeah. his wife." Yeah. Um, I definitely, I, th- I think most other people, I sort of alluded to the fact, yeah, no, it's still very early days. Yeah. I sort of talked my way out of it. Yeah. But yeah, Rob Deering's wife, I just for some reason just totally told. Yeah. <laughs> I just she got me uh, unguarded. We went to see um, Hannah Gadsby last week and I, w- I was just meeting up with her after the show and because I wanted to see her because she was leaving the country and I wanted to tell her in person yeah, as well yeah. before before she'd gone. And, you know, Hannah's a very sensitive human and she's got autism and so she, you know, she deals with things in her own way. Yeah. We get on, we get on very well. But the moment that I picked to tell her, she was pouring me a cup of tea and that nearly <laughs> like, she nearly scolded us both, but managed, managed to, um, to, to not. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah, it was a, it was a um, delicate moment. Yes. But yeah, so I, we've got a scan coming up on Monday, which is the, that 12 week scan, which is the point after which, it's sort of like a tester to sit. That's kind of when you know that everything's going okay yeah, yeah, yeah. or not. And that's kind of the, the most common time that it's safe, feels the safest. You've kind of got through the 
um, the tricky ground. Yeah. That's the well, one where you, is that the one where you get a scan that you can normally send that picture around going, hey guys, guess what? Yeah. In June, we've and got a new arrival. And you have to pay five pounds for it. What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the one where after you can tell people, which I'm really looking forward to because as well as like feeling better, I also kind of feel like I, I'm starting to not have any symptoms. So there's there's a few times at the moment where I'm like, is it still happening? Oh, yeah. Is it even going on? So I'm really keen to check in and yes. make sure it is all still going on. And, I, and not to get too graphic or bad, but when the other day you were saying, like, what if it's not in there anymore? I did say, yeah, you know, I think we would know. have noticed if it had something bad had happened. Yeah. But you still like, but it does feel weird because there was times earlier a few weeks ago where I was thought I was sort of showing, but now I don't really think I'm showing at all. Right. Although I did pack all my jeans away and I know, all that kind that of thing. was a very early decision that I can't, was. they're too tight. They're too tight and too high. <laughs> <laughs> like I can only wear them. I tried to wear one pair one day and I just couldn't even, like I lasted yeah. no time at all. I went out in tracksuit pants yesterday. I know. I was very so worried. I don't have any clothes anymore. Your tracksuit pants. <laughs> Um, yeah um but with the scan as well i kind of did say because you asked when you could tell your group of friends yes and i sort of forbade you until after yeah <laughs> we got that scan. Not for, i just wanted to know right what's the date where i can finally you know actually yeah not work like work around it in conversations but it is also that it's my birthday next week and i'm having a party on the sunday and that was kind of the time i wanted to make it a really public yes. thing like people who are coming to my party they can who don't already know, which is probably most of them. Yeah. <laughs> kind of find out then. Yes. Um, as a little birthday present to them. Because we're going to get, like, what we'll do is we'll make loads of photocopies of the scan picture. We'll just paper the whole front room in it. Yeah, gross. No, I've actually <laughs> bought a sign, this glitter sign. I've started my Christmas decorations. There's only fairy lights, but lots of them up yeah, at the moment. Um, a gl- gold glitter sign that says, we're having a baby. Nice. <laughs> but I want to put it up so it's not... So people kind of notice it at different times. That they might walk in and not notice oh, that yeah, sign's yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. And then someone else does and they go, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, a little, tr- little tricky sign. <laughs> a little bit of fun there. Yeah. <laughs> Just making it fun. Um, another thing that I did last week, you were away i think and i um was just at home on friday night oh no you were just doing gigs and i was going to do my tax and i started looking into it and then i started looking into maternity pay and maternity stuff which was kind of intense because there there, you can get some sort of government maternity pay yeah um particularly if not in a in a full-time job or a job where then you are able to get maternity leave from if you're self-employed yeah like you are yeah so i'm self-employed but then also doing some shifts at the cafe and there's all these kind of like in terms of getting the maternity pay from the government it's like you 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 look at the 66 weeks prior to your um due date yes and there's sort of measurements in that 66 weeks which like one of them is you have to have been self-employed for 26 of those weeks right or been earning money from self-employment during 26 of those weeks, or that you are have a a job where you've worked for 13 weeks and you've earned at least 30 pounds a week, and then it will it chooses like a minimum pay. It's like a minimum pay based on the wage you have, yeah. or the government pay, which is about I think it was like 134 pounds a week you can Ooh. get from the government. So I just kind of marked out my whole 66 weeks and things like. I'm in Australia. I've been in Australia for a big chunk of that, oh, yeah. so I hadn't earned any money over here. There's other and you times. Can't, it doesn't. Trans, it's not transferable. From no, it looks like there's some countries earnings. where where you there is like a dual arrangement, but Australia wasn't Ow. on that list. Although you know, again, this is something to be investigated more. But I found I'm glad I started looking into it at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Because it's even things like, oh shit. So if I, you know, I do. It is good that if I work. Then that week, that week, that week, rather than not getting any payment from doing that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like just trying to figure that out because um, it would be would be helpful to to have some extra money as yeah. it always would. Um, which again, another thing I was thinking this morning uh, a couple of years ago, my best friend was talking to her, and well, I talked to her more than that, but one one conversation we had a couple of years ago was uh, not long after she and her husband had separated. And she just she asked me if we had a joint account. Yeah. And I think it was we'd kind of talked about it, but not really properly 
probably properly committed to it or done anything. Yeah, yeah. But she really said to me that it was it was such. Uh, it became a real factor in their relationship that, that they they didn't. they didn't have a joint right. account, and so she's a very independent person and has always earned her own money. And for lots of the times in their relationship, she was making most of the money. But so when she then wasn't working, she really felt like she had to ask him for money, right, yeah, yeah. and that kind of that that like their shared they didn't have shared money that was yes. hers as well as his, and that that he wasn't he wasn't particularly generous or particularly understanding yeah, yeah, of sharing yeah. that money he was still in the mindset of this is my money that i've earned yes and it belongs to me and her being independent as well like having to ask for money yeah. was really hard um so that is something that we have set up a joint account we got a joint account <laughs> and i gotta say actually it was something that i don't know i think i always had a thing of going oh that sounds a bit gross yeah but actually, now we've got it set up. We set it up, what, about six months ago? Yeah. We um, haven't started, like, it's only really the past month that we've started properly using, using it. it. Yeah. And it's quite fun. When you spend money out of it, I get an update on my phone. <laughs> it goes, cha-ching, and I look, and it's gone, you spent £7 in Tesco's. I'm like, and I put it on my spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a thing, like, so yeah, even in the last month, uh, that we'd kind of talked and you were like, yeah, just if you're, doing travel or whatever just put that on the joint account yeah which i've been at this this thing of going i'm trying to catch buses and overground because i don't want to spend too much money like on the tube and stuff like that and i still have been putting like i put some on the joint account then i put some on I've my own you, account put it on the joint account yeah, but it's it's difficult it's know, difficult it from like, being it um, feels like i'm not independent yeah just but i'm getting used i'm getting used to it <laughs> <laughs> right i'm really getting used to it um, so are you, do you think that, okay, <laughs> um, just in terms of, yeah, I just, I just, just gave me the wrap up. I just, you, we've been talking for almost 45 minutes. That's so, good. It's loads of time. Yeah. I just um, had a couple of quick more things. All right. Let's share it with the people. <gasps> um, I just want to say about guests. Can you just wrap it up or I'll cut your allowance. <laughs> oh no. Help, <laughs> help listeners. <laughs> He's so mean. <laughs> Um, I'm also putting my wages into the joint account just to make of that course. clear. This bit of bacon, bit of vegan <laughs> bacon I'm bringing home. <laughs> um, so in terms of like talking to the guests that we have over the past few weeks, yeah. which has been really good, I think. I've I've definitely learned something from every um, episode. Um, one of the things I've started using bio oil. That was Felicity Ward's yes. um, suggestion. Even though I don't feel any symptoms and nothing's really changing in my body yet. Just being um, doing a preemptive strike. It is vegan. It is cruelty free, and it smells good. Yeah. But I just got a little bottle because I thought there might be some better stuff. But I thought I'd just try that one. Um, that's good. Yeah. Mm, the haptonomy thing. Oh yeah, that's the, nice. the, the knock knocking on the stomach. We found. Did we find somewhere that we can get it? There's going? a few practitioners in London who do it, which I said like in France, it's kind of included in their NHS system. Um, so often in, they'll do like 10 or so sessions before the pregnancy, whereas in the UK it's not included in the NHS. People are more likely to do kind of four yeah. sessions. looks like they cost about £80 a session. Yep, we'll and do we, that. Yeah, because then you can tap, tap and talk to the baby. Yeah, I want to tap the baby. Um, giving birth, <laughs> which uh, still seems like such a far away thing. Yes. Uh, although, like... This genuine thing of maybe maybe doing a home water birth. And I looked up the price of birthing pools to hire. I mean, we do have this blow-up spa, yeah. <laughs> which we could use, think, but it might really taint it. Yeah, I don't imagine when we bust the spa out that the next year's barbecue that people will be too it, keen to jump in. Yeah, um, but the ones you could, like, from what I can see, I just kind of Googled hiring a birthing. It's like £150 I, or something to hire I was to really surprised. One. I thought it'd be loads of money. Yeah. It's good. It's good yeah. they've made it affordable. Yes. Because I, I have actually seen, I think on that, um, the baby's TV show, we were just walk, walking, watching. Yeah. When she went in the in the birth, it was a bath. Yeah. I thought it was going to be bigger and... Yes. Maybe was, we should use ours for space. Maybe we should rent ours out for £150 a time. <laughs> They'll both become doulas. <laughs> um, that was, yeah, that was, an, I think that was all. Cool. Though. 
Did you want to talk about anything from that? No, you want to wrap it up. No, it's not that I want to wrap it up. I just, um, I feel like, you know, we've got an update on your situation. I'll, uh, I'll keep my reading going. and Yeah. At the end of, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to sort of write my reading list down to pass on to other prospective fathers. Yeah. Uh, once this, once we have a your child. bibliography. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. I've read some good stuff, you know. Some of it's not so entertaining, but... I feel like I'm learning. Um, did we? Did I that kangaroo shirt that I saw one day? Oh yeah, there's a horrible. <laughs> what is it? A t-shirt that men can wear to carry their baby. Yeah, but it's the baby's against your skin. Yeah, it's supposed to promote skin to skin contact. But then with you the just man. walk around the street with a naked baby on, <laughs> attached to your stomach. It feels weird. Which is yeah, it's the idea that that means your baby would be nude all the time. I, and I, I sort of are we that much of hippies? No, no. <laughs> Don't want to around nude. the house maybe. Yeah. But I don't imagine I'd walk around the park with that. With a nude baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with it. No. Cool. All right. I'll wrap it up now. <laughs> Just like all the Christmas presents I'm about to. Oh, yes. Um, so that's our little update. We will. We do have a guest next week coming up, which is cool yeah. so it's not just the two of us banging on about stuff no but that's a, that was a full update on your, on your yeah. situation yeah our situation condition condition my delicate condition yes um i'm going off to acupuncture now and then we're going to a fundraising dinner tonight yes we're going to where carl's the entertainment <laughs> um so yeah thank you for listening um we'll be back next week yeah thanks. after that scan Okay, bye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbury podcast. It's a family one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 